Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Uh, broadcasting on Facebook and YouTube at a later date. Uh, but we did want to cover the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, they, they inducted two classes uh, this weekend, uh, the class of 2020, which we'll start with. And um, we'll just go through the names, Ron. I'll read off some numbers, and then you can we can kind of discuss uh, anybody that uh, we might oh, feel we want to talk about. But um, – First one is Steve Atwater. So he played 10 years with Denver and one year with the Jets. Uh, 1,188 tackles, 24 interceptions. Eight-time Pro Bowl, a two-time Super Bowl champ with the uh, Denver Broncos. Such great numbers. Like, he's he's one of the few Jets that I've actually respected throughout the years. Um, he, was a, he was a great player. Like, I, like, who wouldn't want this guy on your team? Like, he was... He was a difference maker. Now, again, I mean, his better, his great years were with the Denver. Uh, but again, one of those classy guys. If you think about hitting and back in the day when they could hit, he was one of those guys. So um, now I'm glad he got in. Uh, next one was wide receiver Isaac Bruce. Uh, 14 years with the Rams and two years with the 49ers. 1,024 receptions, 15,208 yards, 91 touchdowns. Uh, four-time Pro Bowl, a one-time Super Bowl champ. I always remember the greatest show on turf when it was him, Folk, yeah. Holt, you know, Kurt Warner, that that team. Um, but really yeah, good. Uh, such a great team. Such a good team. And you think about it, they that that time uh, the Tennessee Titans, the like one yard short, they might not have gotten any Super Bowl titles. Um, you know, that still one of the one of the best Super Bowls too at New England. Uh, just to see both of them teams c- come down to the wire, it was it was one of the most dramatic Super Bowls at the time. Yeah, Isaac Bruce was back back in that time period. Isaac Bruce was one of my favorite players, and I, I, I look, I always thought that St. Louis were were a team that underachieved for the most part because of the talent that they had, but. I, you can't deny Isaac Bruce's talent. Like he was, he was a great player. Like probably, probably put him at the number two or three best receiver at that time. Yeah, I mean, you think about the era he came in with, though, too, right? Jerry Rice was still around. Yeah, you know, he, he was never that number one guy, just based on some no. of the talent that Jerry was around. Rice but, made sure of that, <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely put up some numbers. Um, guard Steve Hutchinson. Uh, six years with Minnesota, five years with Seattle, one year with Tennessee. Um, seven-time Pro Bowl, a five-time All-Pro. I So as I look at these stats, though, you want an interesting stat? He played in 169 games. Would you like to guess how many penalties he had? Oh, oh boy. I don't I don't recall him being being like a, a massive penalty guy. So I'm going to say five. 19, but it's still pretty impressive. 
yeah, in 169 games. That's a, that's pretty good. That's that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. So you know, um, again, if you think about just uh, offensive linemen, never get the credit they deserve. Uh, probably one of the most important positions in football because it all starts up front um, on both sides of the ball. So uh, nice to see a guard get in. Uh, we got a is it Yaz X yes XV. Thank you. Welcome. Um, next is running back Edron James. So seven years with Indy, three years with Arizona, one year with Seattle. 12,246 yards, 80 touchdowns, 433 receptions for 3,364 yards and 11 touchdowns. Four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. Hmm. The one-time All-Pro kind of surprises me. Uh, I, I would have thought that he would have been multiple All-Pros. I, I, it was just – he's – it's just excellent. I mean, no, his, his numbers. I mean, you think about it. Yeah, he's. I think I. I he's definitely in the top ten all time rushing. So, um, yeah. You know, and and I didn't really realize it. And when I started looking at the numbers, I said, you know, he had a really good career. And it's it's just amazing to me that you know, again, that indie team never could get a Super Bowl with him on the team. Yeah, that's that's the thing that sticks out, and they blew some opportunities. Yeah. I won't say yeah. why. Um, <laughs> Manning. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the 2021 <laughs> class in a little bit. Yes. The dopey no, girl. Thank like, you for joining. Look, he is he is one of those players that I really wish the Patriots would have had. You know, I mean, like think about it. Like the last really standout player that we had at that at running back position was Curtis Martin. If I'm not mistaken, like we've been like this, this running back shuffle, you know, for so long, it's, it's forgetful, but like Edron James was, he was every day. He's in there. He gets his yards. He does his job. That's what he did every single game. Yeah, no, definitely one of the, I, I love this speech. Uh, you know, he said he came into the league with gold teeth and he left with a gold jacket. So that was kind of cool. Um, so really, really happy for him. Uh, one of my one of my favorites, and even though he was a Pittsburgh Steeler, Troy Polamalu, twelve years with Pittsburgh, yes. seven hundred eighty-three tackles, thirty-two interceptions, twelve sacks, eight-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, and uh, two-time Super Bowl champ. And he had the All-Pro hair to go along. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say the commercial, the Head and Shoulders commercial. I'll never forget yes. it. I can't. It's, it's yes. embedded in my brain forever. I know. I know. I don't know if that's a good thing, but, you know, it's there. It's there. But, I mean, come on. Like, come this, on. Guy, this guy, I mean, he was so good. Yeah, if you think about what the Steelers are all about, it's always about defense, you know, tough nose, hard, you, you know, hard playing, you, you know, that blue collar, you know, Pittsburgh style. And uh, he he was one of those guys. He was just – he was all over the field. To, to my recollection, I mean, I could remember he was one of those guys. They put him everywhere. So he was a blitzing safety. He, he came in in so many different ways that they started to change that position based on what he did. Yeah, he he was he was everywhere. Like I remember, I remember when watching those games. It doesn't matter who he played. He was always mentioned in almost every play. Like. Play after play, he's there around the ball. He's there, and that 
that's saying something for somebody that was not a linebacker. Exactly. Like I said, he changed that position. Um, so, you know, again, in, in the here, I mean, I think he was the first player that I can remember with, you know, they covered the, I think it became an issue where he was covering the, the name on the Jersey. Where yeah. the league tried to, <laughs> yeah. to actually yeah. sus suspend him or change the rule. And, and, and eventually they lost that. But um, so again, another great player. Let's talk about a couple coaches that got in uh, Jimmy Johnson. So Jimmy Johnson got in uh, five years with Dallas, four years with Miami. He had a 556 winning percentage, seven and one all time with the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs, two Super Bowl championships. I mean, he's a colorful personality too. So it's hard. It's hard not even to like the guy because he's that colorful. And when you put that along with the, the skill of getting guys to play and play well, at the positions that they do. I mean, you just, I mean, it's hard not to think that he wouldn't have been a great coach no matter where he was. Yeah. And if you think about the, I mean, he ultimately built the Cowboys off of that trade with Herschel Walker and, and getting all those first round picks and then, you know, turning them into, I mean, great picks, you know? So if you think about what he did and how he built those Cowboys, um, you know, they started off with three young players, Aikman, Irving, and, and, and Smith, and built that defense. And, you know, he created that. I always remembered when they won the Super Bowl and them messing up his hair. Because it was just, that was one of his staples was having that hair and always yep. that hair, never moving. And yep, they, never they wanted to make sure. But um, also that iconic when they were when they won that championship game and him saying, how about them Cowboys? Like, that's always going to stick out. You hear it all the time. You still hear it today. Um, it was just a shame how it ended with the Cowboys, but I think they've got over it. He talked about it in his speech that, you know, past his pass, and uh, he went into the Dallas Cowboys ring of honor as well. So um, that I think that relationship finally, uh, you know, merged itself back together. So now does this mean he cannot be a coach now in the league, being in the Hall of Fame? No, I believe he could still come back if he really wanted to. I think coaching's different. I, I I was debating that, and I'll have to research that on players because because I mean, frankly, I think he would. I think he would fit this era. To be honest with you, I, I think he'd do well as a coach again. I just you know? can't see. I mean, he's, I believe he's in his mid seventies at this point. I, yeah. I can't see him want to get back into coaching. No, I mean, but I mean, just saying. And he does yeah, a great no. job at, with CBS. Is it CBS? No, he's on Fox. With Fox. Yeah. So the coach that is on CBS, Bill Cower, 15 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, 623 winning percentage. He was the his first year coaching, he was coach of the year, so 92. So if you think about how impressive that is. Uh, he won the Super Bowl once, and uh, with that team, that was the first team to actually be a six seed, win all three games on the road, and then win the Super Bowl. So um, – so much to say about Bill. I mean, I, you think about just how competitive he was and how fiery he was. I, I loved watching him on the field, run up to the players, grab them, you know, start hitting that, that, their shoulder pads. And he was just a fiery guy. And, um, and he did trip he, people going down the line, down the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to lose. No. And again, if you think about it, he just came into an era where it was just tough. The 90s, you know, San Fran, Dallas. And then 2000s with the uh, Patriots. So he never really got enough 
credit for, I mean, winning 62% of your games is pretty impressive. It is. It is, but, you know, I mean, he, he didn't have the playoff success that he should have. Um, but I don't think it's totally his fault. I mean, like, look, Pittsburgh has been notorious for just getting rid of players, you know, when they're ready to get a contract. And at some point to keep somebody. And they really didn't keep people for him. You know, and they still do it. They still do it to Tomlin. Although I don't think Tomlin is as good a coach as as Kawa was. So, um, I mean, if you think about a franchise, though, three three head coaches the entire time. So Chuck Noll, Bill Kawa, and now Mike Tomlin. Like, how impressive is that? That's Over. kind of – that is precedented in any sport. Yeah, you, like, you never hear that. You know, like the Yankees had Billy Martin for 50 years, even though he was fired like 100 times. But Yeah, but it was like you know, six stints or something. It wasn't yeah. even, it wasn't consecutive. Uh, no. You know, for the fact no. that they, so, they've, but, they've really found gold each time. Exactly, exactly. Or at least silver now, you know. <laughs> I, not a fan of Mike Tomlin. Not a fan? I mean, he did win, he did win a couple no, Super a Bowls. All right. Yeah, um, you know. All right, got to a couple. He won one. A um, couple names that did get in as well. Um, and, you know, without, you know, enough said about this gentleman, but Steve Sable, if you think about NFL films and just how that, you know, came about and his voice on uh, on all of these. So it, it was really um, nice to see that he got in. Um, I think his son passed away as well um, recently. So. You know, if you look at what they did for the NFL films and in, in creating that whole, you know, generation of, of the video part of the NFL, uh, how impressive that was. Uh, Demandra, RR, thank you for yeah, joining. Amanda. Yeah, you know, look, we had this conversation before the show. Um, He's to me, he's one of those that are just above the borderline. There's so many guys that got in these other, you know, like the old timers going in. Like some of them, I don't, I don't feel deserve to be in there, and it's just kind of um, watering down the process, I think. And, and look, and I know a lot of players in the past were overlooked for whatever reason. And a lot of those players were black players, and, and I get it. And I understand making things right and putting those players in. But, but let's not just put people that nobody knows and nobody's heard of, you know, in just in. Uh, like, say, like, I should be in, but it's it's borderline. It's borderline for me. I mean, you think he wasn't a player, uh, first of all. He was, you know, just NFL films. He created NFL films. Yeah, I mean, that's borderline. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You think about it, man. Watching those old tapes and you could hear the voice, you know, the, the you know, the. I know. The frozen tundra and, you know, that, that he created all that. But, okay. But it, it's how about borderline. This, how about this I, I guy? Don't, I don't know. Paul, Paul Tagliabue also Ooh. was inducted. I think he was the first commissioner that I actually really realized. Like, he was the first time. I remember on the football, Paul Tagliabue. 
And I think if you think about what he so did why for the is NFL, he in, where they are. why is he? In? Why is he? Because it was. I mean, think about what he built. The NFL's become the biggest sport in, in America, and he started that. Yeah, but he did took he, that next week. Did he do it? I mean, I, he I don't. Took that next week. As much as, as much as you 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 don't like commissioners, you know what I mean. And we could go through no, lists of, of of who we like and don't like, right? What they do, like Pete Rozelle, then went to Paul Tagliabue, right? They built this NFL to what it is today. Yeah, but see, like Pete Rozelle is really more responsible for what the NFL is. Uh, like the guys that are, that have been in since him are just doing what they're told by the owners. I mean, that's basically what they're doing. So it's not really them that are doing this. The, the owners have more, more to say about how he is now than, you know, than anything. The, the owners are dictating everything. That's just, you know? I, I, I mean, maybe yeah, today's NFL, but if you look at back back when he was, I don't think it was the same then. I don't think it was as. Yeah, I don't know. Again, another borderline now. player from. I actually think that he falls short of where I would expect to be in. You, you are like, rough. I, I, hasn't done anything. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. tough. Somebody's got to say it. <laughs> Somebody's gonna All right, we're, we're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're, we're live on Twitch. Uh, normally, we broadcast every Friday at 6 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook. You can follow us on social media at Sports Unfold and on Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram, and on podcasts on Anchor, Google, and Spotify. So many different ways to watch, follow. Uh, we'll be doing more live Twitch streams and then broadcasting them at a later date on the Facebook and YouTube channels. So check that out. We're going to move on to 2021. And uh first uh first guy, on the, first guy on the board is Alan Fanica. So he played <laughs> 10 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, two years with the New York Jets, one year with Arizona. He was a nine time Pro Bowler, six time all pro uh, won the Super Bowl once, um, and he started in 201 of his 206 games. So consistency. Yeah, that's consistent and impressive. Like, he is he is what you want on your team. Like, to start a team, this is this is the kind of guy that you want on your team. This you is how you start and how you protect the team. Yeah, and, and if you, and you, you basically could chalk him in every week, you knew he was going to be on no matter what. And at a high level, very high level, I should yes, say. Yes, yes, agreed. NOF, Sumu, thank you for joining. Uh, next one up is wide receiver Calvin Johnson. Played nine years with Detroit, 731 receptions, 11,619 yards, 83 touchdowns, six-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. And long enough, in my opinion, to to fill fans with that craving for a great receiver. I feel I feel like he shorted himself because I th think he would have mentioned with players like Randy Moss to that 
player. Yeah. Uh, I wish he would have played longer, but he definitely Agreed. deserves to be here. Yeah. So I looked at it. I mean, again, the nickname Megatron, you know, that was kind of cool. That tr crossover with the movies and, and, and what he could do and how dynamic he was. But I also looked at I said the same thing. If you think about Barry Sanders and him ending his career early, what did Detroit do to these guys? Because these were two yeah. top-notch, best ever at their positions. And we we got cheated as fans because Detroit just couldn't figure out how to keep these guys happy and, and, and want them to continue. He would probably would have broke records. I think, you know, yeah, he, he was that dynamic. They couldn't stop him. For his size and his speed at that time, nobody saw that. It, it just, it was, it was, he was a tight end with wide receiver speed. You know, it was just unheard of at the time. I would have probably put him the third receiver of all time. Behind that Rice. Might be pick and, and roll Moss. sometime. Pick and roll sometime. Mm, that would be a good one. <laughs> um, that would be a good one. Next is uh, safety, John Lynch. He played 11 years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, four years with Denver, 1,059 tackles, 26 interceptions, nine-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ. This guy might be my favorite player out of the group. Uh, dude, like, hard-nosed, tough, tough as nails. This, Oh, he set the standard when it came to defense and he was one of those guys that that changed defense you know maybe with polamalu uh rodney yeah. harrison those kind of guys they changed defense they, they put something into the defensive position that that instilled that aggression that toughness that you want that the league keeps trying to take away by making it more offensive. And these guys are, are basically keeping things honest. Yeah. So if you think about um, that 2002 team that won the Super Bowl and that defense and how good they were, Derek Brooks, uh, Warren Sapp, John Lynch, and, you know, John Lynch, like yeah. those, those guys were just, yeah. you know, so good. And he was so smart as a, as a player. But you, if you think about it, even now as a GM and what he's doing, you know what I mean? He's, he's basically helped the San Francisco 49ers get back on the map as a legitimate, you know, team, you know, so it, it's amazing to see that if he, he can build, if he can build, if he can build, sorry to cut you off, Eric, but no, that's if fine. he can, if he can build San Francisco to win a couple of Super Bowls, he could get in. You know, an office as well. Like, how great would that be to get a guy that can do both? You know, that yeah, hasn't yeah. happened very often. No. If yeah. ever. You I don't know, John, know El John Elway before. looked like he was heading that direction. John and Elway. then, you know, Peyton Manning gets yeah. tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. He looked like a genius when he when he did and that now move. he's still crying. About he's like, if I can only draft myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, John Lynch may be that guy. Good. Great point. <laughs> So next up, quarterback Peyton Manning, 13 years with the Indianapolis Colts, four years with Denver, 186 and 79 in his career, 71,940 yards passing, 539 touchdowns, 14-time Pro Bowler, seven-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, five-time MVP. And lots and lots of tissues used. 
wow you are just you're you're there it is he he has squandered a career basically yes i understand a couple of super bowls but to me he squandered his talent he squandered it like like Eli has the same amount as him and isn't half the quarterback. So you tell me what the problem is. Like, yes, he deserves to be in. I get it. You know, all those numbers. Wow. But, I mean, come on. How did he not win five? How did he not win five? I'll tell you why. Because there's a guy that wore number 12 that stopped him many, many times. You know, it's like you squandered your thing. You squandered it. So we look at it in a couple. So look at look at it this way, though. If you look at the '90s with the Bulls, right? How many great teams were in the NBA? But you couldn't get by Michael Jordan. Unfortunately, Peyton Manning had uh, had Tom Brady. So again, I could see. I mean, he's ranked number three passing and number three touchdowns all time. And the only two guys that are ahead of him were Drew Brees and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's going to break every record humanly possible just based on the amount of time he's been in the league. So, and I would um, rather have those two quarterbacks than Peyton Manning. All right. So let me ask you this question, though. All right. And this is a serious question. If Bill Belichick was the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, does Peyton Manning get those six rings and not Tom yes. Brady? So we can we can blame coaching. You know, it might not all be Peyton Manning because, again, you got to remember who he was going against is one of the greatest coaches of oh, all I, time in, no. in Bill Belichick. So – yeah, you know they always came up with a scheme that confused or, or made it very difficult for Peyton Manning to do the things he needed to do. They right. knew how to get him out of his comfort zone. So, uh, you know, oh, I absolutely. look at the end of the day that's as a why, Patriot that's fan. What, that's why I'm saying he squandered it. Like yeah, the team, I don't think squandered he squandered it. I think championships. I think yeah, they, they there was players around him and coaches around him that just couldn't get the job done to help him. And I, I do I think he had better teams sometimes in Indianapolis? Absolutely. But I also feel like the coaching staff, and it, it just let him down more times than not. And, again, you can only do so much as a player. You need coaches to make good decisions and, and make the right decisions at the right time. And that didn't right. happen in his career. So I take nothing away from him. I, I still think – and I always said oh, no, this. No. And I, go ahead. Look, I, I think, you know, a hop – on Peyton May of, you know, a lot of the situations he's been in. You know, there's a lot of times where he had chances to win those games and didn't get it done. And, you know, like you can say coaching and you can say this and that and the talent and stuff, but when it it comes down to it, he just didn't get it done as as much as he have. And that's all I'm hopping on him for. Like I deny he belongs yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Like he's, like I said, he's one of the top three, four quarterback time. You know, I, it's just you know that. Look, you you gotta you gotta you gotta make those chances that you get happen. And he's had yeah. those chances, and he's yes, he's won a couple, but should have been like at least. Uh, and and I've I've always talent. said this, and yes. this isn't a shot at him, but uh, he is probably the best regular season quarterback of all time. Of all time, he's better than Tom when it comes to yeah. regular season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, in so, the regular season. Yeah, 
you know, yep. it, it's, it's the playoff. If you judged him on his playoffs, he's probably not a Hall of Fame quarterback just based on the amount of wins. No. But his right. regular season, he, he 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 put so many fits on people. But he's in Marino. Will Dan Marino exactly got to one Super Bowl, right? But think about the numbers he put up, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's the same. I mean, we're we're talking we're talking about players that just can't. look. Sorry, but like I'll take Tom, I'll take Terry Bradshaw, I'll take Joe Montana, you know. These guys get it done when they have those opportunities. I mean, look, it, it's just it's just simple. Like, yes, I, I get you. you yeah, you want to start Peyton Manning in the regular season. When the playoffs comes around, you bench him. You put somebody else in. That's basically what you do. And, and for all, all the talent he's had, like, come on, two. It's not enough for him. No, I agree. And, and I thought it was more content thing. It's like he overthinks everything. Sometimes you just got to go in there and just do it. No, he, and again, one of the smartest players ever. But to your point, yep, always came Wait up short. to get on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Next. I had to. I had to jump on. So no, but I'm good. That's now. fine. Next player is uh, wide receiver Drew Person. Uh, played 11 years with the Dallas Cowboys, so 489 receptions, 7,822 yards, eight, uh, 48 touchdowns, three-time Pro Bowl, a three-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ. And I know we were debating a little bit, but if you think about the era of when he played, passing wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So, I mean, you could you could say his numbers are pretty impressive for that time. And those Dallas Cowboys teams were, you know, yeah. some of the greatest teams of all time. So, was who was throwing the ball then? Roger Staubach. Was that Roger? Yeah, it was Roger. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, just long, long starting overdue. to develop into a passing game. Yeah. Long overdue. Uh, again, he, I know he said he'd been waiting for quite some time, so he was excited. Uh, they, he said he's the original 88. So Michael Irvin obviously wore 88 as well, but he was the original 88. So that was kind of cool to see, uh, you know, him get in as well. Would have been interesting to see what his numbers would be if he was maybe, uh, in Michael Irvin's era. That would have been interesting to see. Let's, uh, Last player that got, that we're going to talk about is uh, safety cornerback Charles Woodson. Played 11 years with Oakland and seven years with the Green Bay Packers. And there was a stint where he went from Oakland to Green Bay back to Oakland. But 1,220 tackles, 65 interceptions, 11 touchdowns as a DB, which is pretty impressive. Nine-time Pro Bowl, a three-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champ. Yeah, I, I've... Charles Woodson, uh, you know, uh, Raiders just come to mind for me. He screams Raiders. And, you know, up, what, top five all-time for me for for a defensive back. Um, I don't know where in that top five. Obviously, you're going to put Deion Sanders in there. I like Ty Law. Um, there's a couple other guys, Polamalu. You know, so um, I know there's another one I'm getting off the top of my head, but 
those guys would be in like the top five for me. And, and he deserves he deserves this probably more than more than anybody um, in this class. To be honest with you, even though I, I like I, Lynch better, but yeah. he deserves it more than anybody in this class. I like the fact that he was probably one of those first guys that went from corner to safety, knew he lost a little bit of speed, but still could contribute on that back end and made a difference and there as well. He was just yeah. as good as a safety as he was as a corner. Um, and right. I think about, you know, the, his Michigan days and just how good he was then. I mean, this guy has, you know what I mean? The, the one knock that I always had, though, was uh, the tuck rule. And he was the guy that hit the ball, Tom Brady, and he complained about it for years afterwards. And, and you know what? You were too good of a player. To, one play ultimately cost you something, you know. So that was the only disappointing part for me in his whole career. And, it, again, it's a small part. But if you look at the yeah. fact that he was so good that you would I, – I remember for years afterwards him talking about that play and how they got, you know, cheated out of a, a win. And it's like – Come on, man. Look at all the, the numbers you've put up and all the great things you've done. So, you know, yeah, still I, one of my, I've always thought he should have probably, I've always thought um, since then he should have joined up with the San Diego Chargers because they had a lot of them too. So, um, I, and I thought that would have been a great, you know, might as well join them, you know, all the, all the crybabies put them all on one team. And that generally was San Diego. <laughs> Diego back then, how many times did they lose to the Patriots? You know, it's like enough's enough. Like, stop crying about it and get the job done. But, but again, he is in my top five all time for defensive facts. I mean, yeah, it, no, it, it's hard no, to he, deny that. I mean, he's he's an incredible player. No, agreed, agreed. And again, I I, I like him. I think um, I also remember he used to wear the headband around his his neck. Yeah. You know, just you know that fashion statement, but it, it, you'd always know where he was on the on the on the field. Um, oh yeah, so he's knocking down a pass or <laughs> taking it back, I mean, back for six. Think about eleven <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, you know what I mean? Eighteen years, eleven touchdowns, but as a defensive back, yeah. How many players I had mean, more than that? Really? I yeah, mean, I would probably it. think Dion. I would go Dion. Yeah, who would Again. be my number one? To be honest with you, but yeah. oh, I love I love Deion Sanders. I mean, I think he was one of the best DBs of all time, and he'll get you know what I mean. Period. Like ah, he did, he did make it in baseball too. Yeah, it was pretty impressive that he could do so many. As I look now, uh, let's see. You know what? Believe it or not, he only had nine touchdowns as really? a DB. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's so but think about how many passes went to his side. Oh yeah, none. Yeah, exactly. You shut off an entire Why field. would you throw over there? Entire field. No, so I loved I yeah. love prime time. Um last last uh, person we're gonna talk about, Coach Tom Flores got in. Um nine years with the Raiders, three years with uh Seattle. Um he had a five twenty seven winning percentage. He was eight and three all time with the Raiders in the playoffs. He won two Super Bowls. So, again, one of those coaches that might not be as well-known, but, again, did some good things in the 80s with uh, some of those teams. And, yeah, you know. Uh, back then, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, you, you know, again, it, it, again, 
long overdue. I think some of these guys, again, you 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 look at they may not have wild you with their numbers, but you know, two Super Bowl no. wins is not easy to do. How many coaches can we say actually no, have that? And and I and I gotta I gotta add that like look, Jim Plunk a good quarterback. He was a good quarterback. He wasn't a great quarterback, and he won with him. And that that has a lot to do with coaching. Basically, was reason why they won those championships. And, yeah, we just talked about it with Peyton Manning. Pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, we just talked about it with Peyton Manning. Better coaching probably results in more championships. So again, that coach and what their impact is. So if you think about the three coaches that got in in the last two days, right? Jimmy Johnson and what he could do to build that Dallas Cowboys team. You know, Bill Cowell and what he did for Pittsburgh and just the toughness and winning one of those championships. And then Tom Flores, again, not easy to do, but got two Super Bowl wins. It's a lot of to do with how you get those players to perform in the biggest stage, and he did that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So once again, if you're joining us, we're live on Twitch. Uh, normally we're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram, and Podcasts on Anchor, Google, and Spotify. Ron, <coughs> this has been a fun discussion on our um, top uh, hall, uh, the Hall of Fame classes. Uh, so obviously two getting in, that's rare. Uh, I got canceled last year due to COVID. So they they had two in this year. So it was fun to discuss and talk about. Glad for all the fans that have joined us tonight, to this morning. I'm so used to doing this at night. <laughs> I got to wake up here. But uh, thank you for joining. Um, we appreciate <laughs> well, all the, the Twitch. Yeah, for the Twitch followers out there that have followed, we appreciate you. Uh, tune in Friday night at 6 p.m. Uh, so we've got a lot to cover again as well. So, so much that uh, happens in the sports world. We try to stay as current as possible, uh, cover most of the local teams. I'm excited. Speaking of football, the New England Patriots this Thursday night playing the uh, Washington football team. So uh, first time we get to see uh, Mac Jones. I know you're looking forward to that. Mm. The, un the unseating of Cam Newton. So that way I can make a, a good, I can make a good, good judgment on how, how the season is going to go. Yeah. And Thursday yeah. is going to tell us. Your campaign for the unseating of Cam Newton as a signing quarterback begins Thursday. You know that. You understand this, correct? Yes. I, I, I feel yes. like there's going to be flags in the background and, you know what I mean, party favors and everything else. <laughs> Look, just, just when you see someone walk, walk up to, to Cam Newton's water jug, not me. It's not, it's not you. It may look like you. But there's a lot of guys that look like you. May look like me, but it's not me. All right. I love it. I love it. Ron, thanks again uh, to everybody that joined. Thank you. Uh, appreciate uh, you joining you, us for our Sports Unfolded Sports Flash. Have a great morning. Have a great day. And see you on Friday. Take care. Take care. Peace.